0: Welcome to Circuit and Gear, a podcast about scenic automation and other cool tech. I'm Cody.
1: I'm Christian. And I'm Mike. Hey, Hey, buddy. Man, that took a lot of work to get here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Listener, what's been happening for the past good while is us trying to get Mike's internet to cooperate. So we're all here now. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Thanks, Spectrum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. We got to bleep that
1: as soon as
2: your internet started working, all the fucking printers here started doing their like
1: nightly cleaning or whatever, and they all started going <laughs> off. Perfect. Oh, well, so my VPN's working again. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, yeah, I think we've got
0: some, some cool stuff to talk about this, uh, this time around.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, Cody, right, so you've been doing some... Sp- Uh, Spotline V-next type 2022. And um, I think you sort of finished up on the main machine design, but there's some accessories.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the Spotline, uh, as we know and love it, is a fantastic hoist. Um, Right. And uh, the previous Spotline, we also included like an add-on in our catalog for a tensioner to like turn the Spotline hoist into a deck winch, essentially. So uh, original, I mean, I guess it's largely the same in the new one, but the tensioner, it's, you know, idler shaft with two uh, pulleys on it and those kind of track along uh, the drum and you can like, then you can pay on and off of the drum as opposed to like in normal hoisting configuration, you just get the one, you know, drop point. Uh, and you don't pay back on to close that loop like you would on a deck winch Um, right Mm -hmm. so it's kind of our way of like you know offering it so like hey you know you want to hoist some stuff but sometimes you got some deck tracks you know buy this extra thing and then you kind of have like you know
2: right but you have limited funds where you're not buying two separate machines
0: right yeah and i think you know what goes along with that is like you accept that it doesn't have all the deck track bells and whistles that like say right. the pushstick V2 has like it's right. not the best form factor but you know if but you, it works right you've got a drum and a yeah. motor and you want to move some stuff around i think it's a totally badass like <laughs> uh add on um and so going into the spotlight development we kind of said like in our initial talks about what we wanted to change and what we wanted to keep and things it was kind of like no brainer like we have to be able to ship the line with a new version of the tensioner so like let's make sure we're we don't change it so irreparably that like we won't be able to have that same uh yeah, yeah. add-on um,
2: but then also with this design we were uh, considering another option too right because currently it's not zero fleet but
0: yeah, yeah. So, like, I think this idea of, like, a, a Zero Fleet sled for, like, mm-hmm. the Spotline to sit on um, is one we've we've had for quite a while. Um, and I think it really came up when we initially, either initially or after we started deploying the Spotline Mini, uh, mm-hmm. we got pretty hot on the idea of a Zero Fleet sled, especially for that one, because for the... Spotline mini, it was very like, bolt it on a truss, stick it over here. And then every other, every time right. we try to stick it into a cool spot, we'd realize, like, oh, yeah, but fleet is a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> especially it had two drums, so, you know, whatever. So, uh, as we went into the Spotline V2 version 2022, type B, type 2022, uh, yeah. C, uh, <laughs> C, um, we're like, oh, I think it'd be cool. I was pretty like stoked on the idea of also doing a zero fleet sled add on for the spotlight. Um, and as we kind of like batted that around and talked to like sales folks, and we talked to like some internal folks about like what that could be, I think we kind of decided like, well, it's got to be somewhat affordable because I think if it gets to be too expensive. Nobody's going to want it, then no one's going to buy it. And then we're going to have this very expensive thing that occasionally people buy that then we're like, wait, how the hell do we make that thing? Um, right. And then it's so just we didn't...
2: expensive for us to produce.
0: Right. Um, and then the other thing, too, is just that. We really like zero fleet because it makes the. Deployment of those winches a lot easier because then you can kind of just stick them wherever. Um, but it does, I mean, increase the complexity of the machine itself.
2: Uh, right. Because especially you have to, I don't know, uh, recent events, <laughs> not so recent events, but you really have to protect those uh, ultimate limit conditions.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly like you need to really not just think about the, when you're setting your limits and you're trying to like deploy the like when you're trying to get the machine in there, it's not just about like the, you know what's happening on the other end of the cable. It's also like very about like okay, well, where do we start? Where do we start roping? Where are the limits set? How how can we make sure we're not like mangling the machine or like running the, um, you know, the machine into the end of the sled and then trying to like bend and do terrible things to acne rods and things. Right, because
1: um, it absolutely will do that. The machine will. will absolutely tear itself apart. One hundred percent. There's something sitting uh. on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like,
0: mid-drawing this thing, uh, this Zero Fleet sled, I got through a couple ideas. You know, there's a lot of ways to do Zero Fleet. Uh, You know, you move pulleys, or you move the carriage, you 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 move the drum, or you move the pulleys, and trying to make it kind of hit all the categories of, like, well, it can't cost too much, so it can't, you know... Right? You got to be something people want to buy. Then it's also got to be a pretty reasonable installation like you like the spotlight tensioner right like you right now you just kind of plop it on top and and then voila it's a deck winch so like right. i mean you, we kind of got to know going in that it's not gonna be quite as simple but like get to that point of like okay you don't need to send this to us every time or do like a giant surgery to this machine to like tear its innards out to put it back together to like make it have this zero fleet option um and, and then also that's not just from the mechanical perspective of trying to like link the sled back to the drive shaft somehow, uh, like with an Acme rod or a chain stage or, you know, something or, and then also just like from the controls perspective of like, I think to protect the ends of this machine, we got to rope in some limit switches to the ends of travel. Like we do on the push mini, for instance, we have extra limits to just make sure like, Hey, don't you're going to mangle this machine if you go any further um and and by the end of all of those things considering like i kind of got to the point where it was like okay well this thing is like probably a little more complicated to just say with a straight face like yeah you can just you know go from the spotline tensioner as a push stick over to this like zero fleet option without a you know with a totally straight face like that didn't quite come out. Uh, And the price point by the time you got all the linear guides and acme rods and pulleys and all the things, like, we were pretty much right to the top end. I mean, or potentially past what a a reasonable price point would be to sell uh, for it. And, uh, And then the control wasn't super straightforward of, you know, like, where we had cord grips and, like, terminated cables before uh on the original J Box, we'd have to like switch out to connectors so that you could like, you know, put in a Y splitter or like put in a you know a daisy off the existing cables and things. Um and it it kind of proved to be like a really great idea and then just didn't didn't really make it through the pass all the test of like is this something people really want to buy or like deal with um, or are is are we trying to make a zero fleet winch a, a non zero fleet winch that does what it does very well like should we also just make a better zero fleet uh, winch that actually checks all the boxes and does all the things that we would want it to do Right, a dedicated uh, machine, a as dedicated, opposed
2: machine. to just a bonus piece.
0: Yeah, right. Like it had gotten custom enough, and the footprint was, you know, it's still, you know, because you gotta move the drum or the pulley or something. the The footprint of the winch had kind of grown dramatically, mm-hmm. uh, and the weight there. Grows dramatically, and then you know the complexity grows, and we're like, "Oh man, the thing we love about the spotlight is how simple it is." And then you're yeah, like, oh, it doesn't—it's not that,
2: <laughs> right? And then on top of all that, too, is you know, out of the product summit, which is where this came, you know, the the one big underlying directive was uh, something people will buy at a price they're willing to pay for, right? So if we designed the, uh, the you know, the analogy we always use—the you know, forty-dollar dental floss—then mm-hmm. Nobody wants. Right.
0: That. Yeah. So, yeah, I think totally this a bunch of the spotlight um, redesigns like as we were kind of closing in on the end of the design, Gareth and I were taking a look at like, oh, where'd we end up on cost and like a bunch of the changes that I had made throughout the design were like essentially to like get the same or better product for <laughs> this, you know, uh, um, reasonable price point after like the just, you know, cost of materials through the pandemic and everything have just kind of skyrocketed. And, you know, yeah. all the things grew so much that like to produce the uh, like the old version of the spotlight, you know. Like we have to be able to beat that and then add new features on top of it. So like right. we're able to right. do that throughout to like integrate a bunch of other new things and then we are like, cool. And then like, now we will er- just eradicate all of that with this <laughs> zero fleet sled. That it sits on top of. Right.
2: That is only sometimes useful to only some people.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's still some merit in the idea, but uh, certainly at where the design is as it stands, it's kind mm-hmm. of like, ah, I don't Maybe know. Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. I think it's probably best left on the shelf for a little while to either bake or you know have a really specific need for it because yeah. it also is when you're going into any design you're like there should be a zero fleet sled and you just got a blank page right what becomes kind of really important yeah. yeah what the price point becomes and all the all the things is a little bit hard to nail down but i think probably it's it, all of the prototyping and ordering and testing and integration on the line. it probably those buckets of energy are probably best spent <laughs> developing on the business, machine, you know, on the dedicated machine that does it. And then we can apply that knowledge back towards the spotlight, Um, Potentially.
2: Right. And uh, it's not like it's a never thing, but it's just a probably not right now until there's a specific need kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The tensioner was like in our drop dead as we were talking about spotline. have to have like that has to be ready for ship. Um, yep. and the zero fleet said was like, it was in like the would be nice category, you know? Yeah. Um, right. So. Cause
2: you don't always need it. You don't need it a lot of times. You can do a
0: lot right. without it. Yeah. I mean, especially the point hoist, like spotlight that the niche that it fills, right. Like, especially like, Oh, it's going to go up on the grid and it's going to, you know, drop picks kind of wherever. So right. fleet doesn't matter or, you right. know, Oh, it's going to go in the wing and go up a, and across like two, you know, spot blocks or shivs or something. So it's not super important, you know? And then sometimes it is really important, but like, I don't know, we run into more occasions of the not important than the important. But right,
2: and so until we run into that one case where it's like now it really is important, you've already mm-hmm. done a lot of the work. So
0: yeah, it's almost. And if done, you're but. if you're listening to this right now and you're going like ah oh, these idiots they don't know how important I would totally you know shut up and take my money let us know. We, we love to hear. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Cause that
2: is a podcast at creative Connors or sales at creative Connors would also work for that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Cause they uh, always let us know yeah. when someone says like, Hey, they have people want to buy this and we don't sell it. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think that's put on the shelf for a little while, but the, I mean the tensioner, I think the tensioner is also like the redesign I think is going to be pretty sweet. Like it's, Gone down a very similar path as the the rest of the line, like to mm-hmm. bent parts on the end caps, and then like some seal angle as the cross members, uh, and that ended up like letting us get rid of like a some cool like you know before we used to have like three eighths aluminum side plates, and then we like machined little tapped end blocks uh, mm-hmm. to like yeah. add on, mm-hmm. and then like we machined blocks to like do the cross pieces and we machined the tubes and stuff. And now it's like bent steel end plates cross angles across the top.
2: Oh, and then
0: like, (laughs) like all the bends have the bent features that we had to like machined blocks for originally.
2: So it should Um, go together pretty nicely then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, It just kind of goes in keeping like with our, like make, Make the thing that people want to buy at the price point and, you know, shave as much fat as we can, not like, especially in recent times, not so that we can sit on a bigger pile of gold coins, but just because like, without it, we have to raise prices on everything and then no one wants to buy them. So yeah, without like sapping all the critical features out of it too. I mean, I think.
2: Right. It's still just as capable or more capable, but it is still at a price that is people are willing
0: to pay yeah yeah or that's the hope also let us know if that's not the case well, i guess well.
2: that's true we'll find out
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i mean it's certainly yeah i mean i think the cool thing about the spotline redesign too though as opposed to some of the other like uh, initial redesigns that we did were like purely about like reducing costs and making harmony across the product line mm-hmm. um the spotline did actually have some pretty pretty cool like new features to add um, yeah, and so like we're able to like suck funds out of things that you know features no one cared about, and put them into like more line pull, more <laughs> right. more drum capacity, load cells, you know, all the you know cross group protection, all the things that we actually want
2: because <laughs> those things too had already been uh, paid for and developed for other projects, so now the Spotline can just take advantage,
0: right? Yeah, so yeah, so I think it's pretty exciting. Uh, we're gonna start prototyping the Spotline and the Tensioner. Like, I think I think we're supposed to see motors and brakes by, like, the first week of November. So, like, we're... Oh,
2: nice. That's coming we up real those, soon.
0: Yeah. Like, I got done designing it, uh, like, mm-hmm. all the things and had all the drawings printed out and talked to Brian about manufacturing, and I was super stoked on it. We, like, went through the, you know, specifics on the new drum and a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And I was like oh sweet and then we'll get into prototyping like what's the schedule like and he's like well I got this stuff going on and I was like oh yeah we don't see motors or brakes until November so and that was like second week of August <laughs> at the time and I was like right cool <laughs> I'm stoked for now and then it'll come back around uh, but you yeah, know, that's just the nature of the beast with uh, ordering parts right now
2: <laughs> yeah it is still yep.
0: difficult so maybe December, maybe November, we'll hear. I'll we'll, we'll tell you all about spotline prototyping. <laughs> right. <laughs> Watch the space. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. So I think that's most. Uh, that's what's been going on in uh, Spotlight uh, development land.
2: So a little update. So when uh, two months ago, we released the uh, turntable template, which is uh, a free. Uh, yep. design for a turntable that you can download from our website. And in those, uh, I guess, how long has it been? Has it been two months? Does anybody I know?
1: Something Almost? like that. Yeah, it's like six, it's, eight yeah, weeks. It's, it's, like it's either. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think we're just under two months, but we're close.
2: Okay. So in less than two months, we've already had around 80 downloads of that free turntable template. It. No way. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome
1: yeah Yeah. that's great yeah i mean it's like the template and the cad files and the cam files and all the things to route it right it's all yeah it's
0: got router file it's got 3d cad file for it it's it's all inclusive and like a uh harry did like a great like documentation of yeah of how how to put it together and what the parts are and stuff so if you are not one of those 80 downloads
2: (laughs) You could be, you could the be. next 80.
0: and it, I don't remember. I should have. We should have wrote the link in to the show notes. I don't know where how to get that. It's on our uh, website for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, check cci. out cci.fyi/slash turntable template. By the end of this podcast, that'll be a link.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, let us know if you've if you've made it or if you've taking a look at it and have any comments or questions about it it would be great to hear.
0: Yeah. Comments of like, this thing is awesome or comments that are like, boo, boo hiss. We accept them all.
2: (laughs) Right. We want more readily than the other. But,
0: (laughs) but yeah, we totally just want to know what, what, what y'all think.
2: Product summit's coming up. Yeah. And uh, so this will be the second year we've done it. And for those who haven't been paying attention or haven't been following along, go back, listen to all the other episodes. But Product Summit is this new, and I put that in quotes, thing that we have been doing where we... uh,
0: Well, I think so. Product Summit is like this new thing we did first for the first time like officially last year. We kind of have just been doing it ad hoc throughout the years without like compiling uh or like you know just dedicating kind of like,
2: any time to like
0: y- right yeah like not full
2: proposals
0: yeah yeah and like coming in to discuss them uh together yeah yeah, uh, yeah it's just kind of like based on feeling like oh we should do this and we all kind of like would sit around and agree and then we'd start it and then not think about like well when's that design cycle gonna be or you know what we would or what are the cost like, implications and exactly
2: how, how much is it gonna sell for it's not just a cool product
0: but right um, so we're trying to do this thing kind of at the end of every year, trying to come up with the ideas of what are the, you know, what are the products that we're going to develop in the following year? Um, right. cause you know, there's certainly going to be lots of custom jobs and things that come up throughout the year that will certainly take a lot of our attention. But like, what are the dedicated new products that we want to see at the end of the next year?
2: Right. Um, so like this year we're doing stage v next. Type 2022 and Spotline V two and Revolver V three. Yeah. And those all came out a product summit. Yeah. And so next year's yeah. is coming up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Next year's is coming up. So we're all, I think independently, and some of us are working together on a few. Uh yeah. trying to come up with ideas for what's the what's the new what's the new Creative Connors product that we want to develop in 2023? um and so there's a great i mean there's my list has gotten surprisingly long which i think is good because that means there's lots of cool ideas uh
2: mine too and so long that i've actually started like a real physical list so i I, I had to do the same
0: yeah i did the same i had to start like a real bullet point (laughs) uh just to catch them all down but i should say if you Mm -hmm. guys uh listener uh are just like screaming at your device right now, going like, I've been saying for years that what you need is, and then yeah. insert your great idea here. Uh, be sure to to reach out and let us know because um, you all have great ideas. You guys use the products. Uh, and uh, right. it, it totally helps feed our conversations too. Yeah. Um, on Now's what the time the we might consider it. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Often when I'm at a load in, Someone will come up to me and be like, what well, you know what you guys really need. And I will have to admit that those aren't my the normally my most receptive times. <laughs> they have can totally also be great ideas. Uh
3: <laughs> but now,
0: but now actually is a is a great time. Um and we'll if we really like the idea, we might, you know, follow up, give you a call, poke your brain. Um we'd love those are all the things that we love to do. Um yes so yeah reach out to podcast at creativeconners.com uh and let us know let us know if you got any cool ideas um yeah
2: because we definitely have a lot but
0: right they could be none of the things you're interested in right
2: and it might not be anything (laughs) we've thought of so definitely reach out but then other than product summit it's been a theme for those who have been listening that uh it's pretty difficult to get things at the moment
0: um that is true Uh,
2: specifically uh, motors have gotten a little better right it's now that 10 to 14 10 to 16 weeks i think
1: (laughs) 10 to 16 weeks down to 10
2: (laughs) it's down to 10 to 16 but it's predictable it is now you know that Mm -hmm. 10 to 16
0: well it depends on the vendor
2: well (laughs) sew CW's. is never later than what they have, or like up to this point, they have not ever been later than what they have said. They have shown up earlier, which is, which is always uh, amazing. Shocking. The best
0: of problems to have.
2: But <laughs> compared to some of the other motor vendors who shall not be named at the moment, mm-hmm. SEW <laughs> <CW> never <laughs> shows up later. like you, but
0: we yeah. just, you know. Yeah. S- still too soon. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what? Very too soon. Or too late. Almost. It's like
0: it's I mean honestly it's too late. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the motor is too late, my feelings are too fresh. Yes. perfect. <laughs> uh, but other than
2: motors like VFDs are still very oh. well That's actually that's not true. It depends, depends on, on the VFD. Yes. The apprentice VFDs, the D700s. Those seem to have been coming fairly well. I don't know the time frame off the top of my head, but those have have been showing up. Right. It's the more fancy A eight hundreds or E eight hundreds, which we use in pros, that have still not quite shown up yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're still waiting. <sighs> those, we are. Those I still
2: can't tell waiting.
0: you what the the window is because. The ones we ordered last October
1: still haven't come. I was so. going to
2: say we're approaching a year. So
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a brutal. It's brutal yeah. out there. Yeah, it's brutal out there.
2: If we wanted to be fair, um, it's not just Mitsubishi. All of them are this way,
0: but. Oh, that is true, because we've thought we were going to be super clever and switch to different ones a couple times, which I think we talked about on the podcast. Yeah, we were were going to switch to KB,
2: and then they, similar thing, can't get those drives. And then, I don't know that we talked about it on the podcast, but we had a bunch of conversations here, and we're going to do some more testing with a Sumitomo drive. And then they were the same thing, couldn't get it for the who knows how many months. And then similarly with Nord, couldn't get it for, well, Nord wasn't taking new customers, and then also you couldn't get it.
0: It's never super encouraging when they're saying, like, well, we're not taking new customers. And then you're like sitting in front of a pile of Nord drives that
2: yeah. <laughs> you as a customer <laughs> have
0: purchased. And they you're like, yeah. no, 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 like real new customers. And you're like, okay, I know where my place is. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. That's a very sobering uh, thing to hear from a vendor. Oh, yeah. you're not a real customer. <laughs> oh, like, no,
1: thanks. okay. <laughs>
0: thanks. Thanks for that. Back
1: to the back of the you... line, I see. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just in the last couple of weeks, I've done some digging with Automation Direct, and it looks like a Black Max and Micromax motors are, and some matching gearboxes. If you want to go like old school, the C Face machines, mm-hmm. it, there is some availability, but it's like, you know, it's a build your own adventure, right? You're getting the motor, the gearbox, you got to right. get a brake, you got to get an encoder, you got to do all the things. Um, so it it may not be perfect. And encoders are not exactly available the next day, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, it's funny because there are so many other components in the in our like catalog in OTS of where you look at like what we've normally thought about our lead times were, and some of them have like gone like two or three x of like what used to be a next day. And now it's a couple weeks, but like yeah. in the scale of things, that pales so far in comparison. To, <laughs> to to some of these the, other like, key
2: components. Yeah.
0: Right. You're like who cares it takes 2 weeks to get an encoder now. Like it's going to take 6 months to get a VFD or a, you know, a motor. So, right yeah, just hold 2 out. weeks.
2: Yeah. yeah That's practically yeah. next day.
0: Right. I was actually I mean, uh Bobby uh is one of the newer. I mean, he's been around for a little while now, uh hires that I think like
2: he's the key. oldest new hire
0: oh good good uh he does a lot of the purchasing and stuff like that and deals with all of uh our bad bombs uh and praise him for that but uh he sent me something that was like oh yeah this is you know we got to get a new park because they won't be able to have this until december which like for some aluminum or something was like uh, I was like oh that's kind of a problem and then I was like looking at the rest of the production schedule I was like well we're not going to start building those things until January at the earliest so like maybe that's actually not a big it's deal probably like our problem. scale yeah. <laughs> of where like timelines used to be is just evaporated you know it's just blown apart t- entirely
2: well and also uh, so we were trying to build similarly in the same vein of that of uh, uh, bipolar stage and V2 cards and mm-hmm. one of the components on it is like not available till the august 2023 and it's like well that's the only component that can work so just put the order in now right (laughs) and when it shows up then we can build
1: those again yeah oh my god we built like three four of them right cars yeah
2: yeah (laughs) but now we're waiting on the uh it's a crystal for the motion controller um but that card is more importantly used in the stagehand hydraulic because it can do um, plus minus ten for the speed signal, which is important mm. for valves. Right, right? Yeah, usually need those that signal. Yeah, and we have not finished up the stagehand V next to be able to do that yet.
0: Yeah, because that was like the the something we had talked about a bit with the. The new v next stuff is that like de- like with some development we think we could do the oh yeah totally signal so with th- the new yeah
2: yeah totally the the, the motion controller we're switching to 100 supports uh, bipolar right output with a couple extra components um it's just not um a requirement for our first revision of right. the board yeah which will for be sure. for the zero to five or Oh, I guess there's a little bit of an update. Uh, Also, the new board will support 0 to 10 as well. It'll be selectable. So, Oh, nice. For the... Cool. I don't want to say lower end, but the less feature-rich devices that only support 0 to 10 without scaling... Right. ...will now be able to do that as well.
0: Oh, that's nice. And is that... Uh, just like a difference in wiring, or like a trim pot on the board, or something.
2: It it'll or? be a switch on the
0: board that goes zero to five or zero to ten. Oh, nice! That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's badass.
2: Awesome. Yeah, that's what I've been doing the last couple
0: days of <laughs> work is
2: just figuring out that hardware. <laughs> yeah. Because awesome. originally, I don't know. This is totally my fault. But reading all the documentation for the PMD's motion controller, when I read through all the documentation. I, in my head, read that it did zero to five volts, even though it was supplied with a three-volt power supply. But I still, in my head, read that it did all the way up to five, but that's not the case. It needs a couple extra it's, components to mm-hmm. be able to get up to five because, you know, it can't output more than it's ever supplied with.
0: But Right, right. <laughs> <that's- laughs> It doesn't, it's not uh, converting that power like at a lesser amperage or something somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not (laughs) magic. There's no, I mean, you know, to your credit, like we have many devices that do do that magic. Like a VFD does a bit of that magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: But you also supply a VFD with a 24 volt power supply or it produces 24 volts from its 200 some odd volts um versus like the chip is really only supplied with 3.3 volts so right it doesn't have a lot to there's (laughs) kind of no way to get to that five yeah right and i was talking to gareth was like was it just me that read it this way and he was like it's it was totally you but uh, a couple transistors later we're up to five and to ten so
0: that's i mean that's an eerily similar conversation uh to like I think Harry and I went talking about uh, load cells recently mm, mm-hmm. about like can we you know they've got a lot of load cells that are like tension or compression and then some are like oh, tension right. slash compression yeah. and I read that as like still it's can be one or the other but you can never do both
3: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: uh, and that was like oh cool so I like designed the spotlight to like be able to flip to be able to do both, right? If you needed it, right? Uh, but like, still spec the load cell a singular way,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then like through the design, whatever he was like, oh yeah, I've like, you know, as I was working on like drawings and machine drawings and other stuff, like split out like, oh yeah, can you look up some other vendors? He was super helpful, like in going and hunt down just like I don't know, fifteen different load cell vendors, and like just you know, blasting. Yeah, yeah uh -hmm. and it was just one of those things until he had like made his post describing what he was looking at i was like oh you read that as like tension and compression and i was reading it as like tension or compression yeah like oh i see
2: that tricky and versus the or or, yeah
0: yep you're like you're like and you're looking through all the documentation and unless someone like has explicitly said like you know one or the other one mm-hmm. or the other, you're like, Oh, yeah, it does tension and compression, and you're
2: like,
3: yeah.
0: Oh, no, it's well, it does three and five volt, <laughs> yeah. but but yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, because I don't remember the company, but whomever we're buying the load cell and the transducer from or transceiver yeah. from, yeah, showed up at the uh, at the shop the one day to talk to Harry, and he had mm-hmm. asked a bunch of questions, and the guy was like, Yeah, 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 no it's you really only want one right it really can't cross that zero threshold and do well like the components are fine like you're not going to damage them but your reading is going to be all sorts of fucked up yeah because i
0: think like and which totally makes sense as you like read across the load cell right like it starts dipping into like negative voltage yeah and drawing and (laughs) then now now you're like weird (laughs) yeah yeah, now it's you know, it's a sensor made to read, like, you know, to transmit. And now all of a sudden it's like producing energy. Like, what the hell have you done yeah. to this poor sensor?
2: Right. And you're and the sensing signal on the staging card is looking for zero plus, And now it's all of a sudden right. less than zero.
0: Yeah. It was very funny. Like, it, it, like I mean, Harry and I had had multiple conversations about load cells and talking about it a bunch. And just what for whatever reason, that like series of words never occurred. And then it was like, oh, right. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to make it, it doesn't have to cross zero. Like it can go one or the other. And there's just right. like move two bolts. Like I designed it to do both. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool.
2: And that simply solved the problem without this, you know, having to do some complex control software solution. It's like, or oh, just move two bolts.
0: Or, yeah, right. Yeah. I say works, but we haven't actually made them. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll I guess that's up. fair. I guess so, that's yeah. fair.
2: Other than our supply chain woes. There's been a couple of tech support woes, right, Mike? Holy
1: shit. Turntables. <laughs> they you don't just say. never stop. <laughs> the turntables got you again, didn't they? <laughs> Every time, man. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, we had like, um, we put in, we we did controls for a permanent install turntable that was somebody else's turntable and motors, and, um, and it, it has been, it has been a challenge since the day we received the motors in the shop to, to wire them up. And, um, last week or the week before it was, I guess it was last week that it was, things got so out of control with the, with the folks over there. I mean, it just wasn't working at all. They couldn't, they couldn't get it to run. They couldn't get it to go to its position. Um, and I answered (laughs) I got this guy, I called this guy back from a parking lot. You know, I just, I was like out with my family and like getting ice cream and I got a voicemail from him and then we got a, another voicemail on the support line and then Pete pinged me. and was like, Hey, can you call this dude? And I was like, Oh my God, man, like this doesn't go with ice cream. But, um, <laughs> uh, um, ultimately I got, I, it was, it was such a moment of like you know it's like send like like all most tech support questions or comments start with like okay i need your show file and the last three log files and the answer from in this particular case was like well this this computer is not hooked up to the internet i don't have an email Mm. on here i was like oh my goodness gracious um and so like digging through and i mean i was in the shop so i like i i hit you up like in person christian about like wondering if you had team viewer i was like i thought you used to um, I, and i did yeah and,
2: and then i was like well why, why am i why am i paying for this when google does it for free
1: right and so and i was like well this is what i'm trying as well but the reason i'm talking to you is because i was having a hard time <laughs> getting somebody to understand that they needed to log in in order to make the google remote desktop work right and and that was not uh that wasn't translating It was having, I was having a hard time. Um, And, um, but eventually we got, I got connected with a Chrome remote desktop, which is super awesome. Yeah. Um, It's a super cool tool for anybody who's looking for some way to connect to another computer or whatever. But um, if you just have a
2: Google account, you can remotely control your computers.
1: Right. I mean, we did this like, a year ago, right? Or a year and more ago yeah. when with somebody with yeah. a with an art installation in South Korea when we were trying to troubleshoot right. that. Yeah. 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 And um and you know, and so like I connected up to this computer and you know I connected up to their computer and looked at it and it was like, I mean like all so many, there were so many things that were going on. It was like the position scale was off by like 2000 counts and the position was wrong. And, you know, I mean, it was just like every single thing that could have been not right. Was not right. Was not correct. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. And and that had all changed since Rada had been there. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. And, um, And so Rada had actually talked talked to them at some other point about, um, you know, what they really wanted to be able to do, at least for the production that they were trying to make happen right now, was to only turn 120 degrees.
3: Mm.
1: Nothing else. Mm -hmm. And in the whole path, it was like, okay, we're just going to do like an incremental spike. Plus 120, mm -hmm. minus 120. And that was as close Mm -hmm. as we needed to go. We could have done, you know, a little bit cooler, but it was a little challenging to get that across on the phone and not be standing in front of the computer with the folks who were doing it. Um, And so they had Q1 and Q2, and Q1 was plus 120 and Q2 was minus 120. But there were some mm-hmm. challenges because there was no spike mark, had no sense about where it was currently going or f- coming from. And so mm. the timing was bonkers.
2: And they had changed the position scale, right? Not to tr- jump ahead in your story, but oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it couldn't even find
1: plus 120, minus 120 oh, well, properly. I, I mean, it could, but it turned out <laughs> to be like, you know, thinking it was at like 2,500 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> um, And, you know, and its soft limits were like, you know, negative 1440 and plus 1440. So, like, it, it just like nothing worked, right? And it was, mm-hmm. you know, chaos and and mayhem. And we finally got there and we finally got it working. And it was like, uh, this was ex- an excellent path. Um, you know, and just like being able to look at the screen of the computer, you know, it was awesome.
2: It's super
1: helpful. Yeah, yeah. I mean... As helpful as the log file and the show file, because don't forget to send those. But like always, yeah, always <laughs> like seeing it. Don't know, email it. without it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are you speaking to me? <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, and then we had somebody else who um, just uh, just this week has a couple revolvers hooked up to a turntable, and so they're twoferred. and they were having some pretty significant challenges with getting the turntable to start spinning and um and they were faulting out they couldn't run with without a board on position error turned on so it was like Mm -hmm. "Mm, well you're going too fast yeah you know like (laughs) how fast are you trying to go too fast too heavy yeah too fast too heavy and and you know and like you get into this like kind of swirling death spiral in trying to tune like PID tuning and spike mark. Yeah. And it's right. It is really easy to just get lost in like, what are you doing and what's happening? And, you know, and if you're beyond much more than like P gain and some, maybe an integral gain, that might be an that might be the opportunity. You should you should maybe take that opportunity to reevaluate what you started right. with and where you're yeah. going. You know, like, oh, if I've got like eight hundred of a you know derivative gain and <laughs> a p gain of eight and whatever, you know, like who knows what all those what all those values are. But if it's more yeah. than like two and zero and zero, that maybe yeah. it's a good time to start back there. Um, yeah, I think
0: that's an interesting one too, especially with how it relates to turntables especially of like that max speed right because that i will say that's probably the one that you know you, you, every time you use a push stick the drum is right now is eight inches right so like you can roughly even if your scale your position scale is kind of different like it's all within a it's within a window versus like the revolver it's like I don't know, is it a 10-foot turntable? Is it a, you know, like your counts per inch or you're, you know. Drastically different. Or they're drastically different. So like relating it back to like, what can the motor really do? Like right. That is a, I would say it's a little tricky. It, um, oh,
1: it definitely is, Cody. I yeah. mean, without a question, you know. And then you are in the idea of like a 10,000 PPR encoder or a 5,000 PPR encoder. It's even Jesus. more difficult. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, I, I'm kind of wondering uh this is me thinking live but like ah oh, man okay. I wonder if there's I wonder if there's a UI or if there's a a cheat that we could mm-hmm. do in spike mark of just like in parentheses to reference back to like maybe in the position window or something to just to give someone a guide right mm-hmm. like because we know the math that's getting it to there like right. right as you set it up in the wizard like if it was held, somewhere Mm -hmm. just to go like Mm -hmm. hey you're asking the winch based on the diameter that you think it is Mm -hmm. to be going you know 48 inches yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, whatever whatever motor speed because then you could just
2: point to uh and that i don't know not to go too off the rails there but that was even something gareth and i were even talking about just today about how the how could the properties pane be a little more user-friendly? How could it be better? Mm-hmm. Right. And the idea of yep. like, well, one, it's maybe it's time it splits into two, right? Where it's statuses, where you see like it's connected, it's not connected. The weight is 2,700 pounds. It's going, you know, 27 inches a second. You can reset the drive. And then the properties pane where it's like, you can adjust the tuning and all of that or just the IP address and stuff like that. And and potentially that even breaks up into more windows slash tools or whatever. That also includes that additional information next to it. Like, so you don't necessarily have to jump out to the, to the documentation to know mm-hmm. what P gain does to know, you know, what is probably too high of a value (laughs) for
0: some of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's something in there of like holding on to some of that data as you're going through the wizards and, you know, looking at a monitoring, evaluating other settings on the machine to like show that to the, the end user.
2: Yeah. And some, a little more intelligent help.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's fair. I think that, I think that's,
2: which, you know, I'm a,
0: I'm just going to put out there right now.
2: Not a trivial thing to
0: implement. But. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean a bunch of like comparative <laughs> but. random fields that just, uh, just are autonomous at the moment and then now you're going to look at them and try to do checks and balances. That's a little tough.
2: Yeah, but I think it very much related to a lot of the support troubles you've been seeing at the moment, Mike, is, you know, like how is one, some of this information a little less uh immediately editable right for people who don't know what they're doing to just change things to, and uh providing a little more information along the way of when you change this this is what it's doing do you yeah. really need to do that do you know what it's doing if not don't change the value <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i think you know yeah i mean that, well we have talked before about the idea of like how to surface where, uh, like, a board on position and, like, making Mm -hmm. that a little clearer as to, like, what's actually happening. And the idea of, like, the speed on the turntable is awesome. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's also fixable, right? Like, if if you have to get the turntable Mm -hmm. to spin a little faster, it's just a parameter to make a change. Right. Right on the VFD, but like, but you have to know that, or you right. have and to. And you be have able to know to the that.
2: consequences of mm-hmm. doing
1: that. Yeah, like, right, right. Yeah. what
2: else happens? Yeah, right. or you should be made aware. Yeah. I guess is maybe the other part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a truth, right? it's like the aware of what could happen or what you know what what you're giving up if you're making a change somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I think. Not quite like Clippy sitting down in in the
1: middle of Sprocket, being like, "No, it'd be Sprocket." Does your
0: turntable have a lot of load?
1: Oh, well, it better be fucking. <laughs> have you <Clippy>. considered overspeeding? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do Clippy without getting sued? Because I be don't insane. think so. I don't think so. Oh, you know what we
2: could probably do though? We could probably put the Sprocket Dog in a Clippy costume. <laughs>
0: And that, that would sure. probably be okay. Just, it's the sprocket dog with a paperclip face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Head poking through it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Somewhere been- in between those two things, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Where we are now. And sprocket the dog Clippy, I think. I think somewhere in the middle, we could probably find ourselves. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't think we've gone far enough with sprocket the dog. <laughs> We can, can go for a little wizard hat on them.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> now okay, you're talking about yeah. my language. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Sprocket the gray.
1: It's, uh, sprocket <laughs> the gray. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's a, uh, but, but you know, I guess like all in all, right. You know, these things are like, I mean, you've heard me talk about turntables for like two and a half fucking years about all the tears and the challenges. But, you know, I mean, these are like, if you're jammed up with it, give a shout because you know, these are like, there's a lot going on when you're trying to make something spin, especially the turntable, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's like motor tuning position scale, like actual load on the turntable or something else that's going on. Um, you know, it's, um, it can be, it can be a lot of challenge. It can be a lot of trouble to kind of dig in or find yourself getting to the place that you can have some like, meaningful change in what you're seeing on stage um several of us have been involved with these things so Mm -hmm. we're happy to help
2: and we know a thing or two
1: right i don't know if i would say that that's that's a bold (laughs) statement christian (laughs) um yeah i mean some other things yeah i mean like it's been it's been kind of a bonkers couple weeks um and uh you know i mean today today well friday afternoon in in all like normal ways of things that happen at like 509 on friday afternoon (laughs) i got an email from somebody who was like holy shit you know it it seems like our motor isn't is dropping the load
2: which Uh, is alarming
1: oh which is totally alarming it's just
2: alarming yeah
1: yeah i mean like it's it's bad when you're like oh i think this is gonna fall and it does but then it's you know it's even more challenging when when something unexpected when you happens, don't it,
2: think it's gonna fall
1: yeah yeah and you do, and you can't explain why right like in the heat yeah. of the moment like what happened um <laughs> and you know it was like oh you know i mean fortunately nobody was hurt and nothing broke that's great so like great. you know that is excellent but you know but but it took a little bit of shenanigans of like what actually happened, you know? And then as it turned out this morning, the thing that happened, it was a fucking parameter Mm. on the VFD. That's Mm. it. Like, (laughs) you know, there are like 1200 of them on an A 800. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. It's like, I guess it's not quite 1200. It's like 900 and something, but like, whatever you do one wrong one he can have some seriously bad fucking consequences yeah
0: um yeah i mean but of the 12 i mean even from stock parameters right like there's 1200 but really like 20 matter nah or 20 are different
2: i can think of one that will immediately just drop the load
1: if i changed it i I mean maybe two are (laughs) we thinking about the same one (laughs) Uh, we might yeah
0: <laughs> i think that you motor the poles, the motor poles like, wrong uh, <laughs> if you yeah. have a two pole motor and you have it set to four poles it will drop the load Yeah,
2: find the maintenance position real fast i
0: imagine <laughs> right as it's trying to servo hold on one of the poles that isn't there that isn't
1: there yeah <laughs> yeah it's right. kind of amazing right like you know motors motors have a rated torque mm-hmm. at a rated hertz air rate and a rated speed and if you and the speed is dictated by the number of poles on the motor and so you know like a four pole motor has generically a 1700 rpm but a two pole motor has like a 3400 rpm and a six pole motor has like a 1200 rpm without getting too deep into it but like you know if you if on the vfd you change that what the number of poles that the vfd thinks there is as cody said it's gonna try and flux those poles that aren't there, and the shit is just gonna calm down.
0: Like if there were poles there, it would be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, gets into some funny world where you know things can work or seem like they're gonna work, but then, but then all of a sudden, don't nobody right know. Yeah. Um,
0: but I mean, I think uh, to not be as uh, I don't know, I don't want to say defeatist, but like if you're tuning, if you're doing perimeter updates via the spike mark pop-up those are the ones that are super important right i mean that includes motor poles and uh and and that's now super reliable too
2: so it's not gonna be wrong so long as you don't type in the wrong number as
0: as daunting as 1200 parameters are like if it comes stock and those in the spike mark window are correct and and you understand them i I would start with those 15 or something if you really want to understand a couple those ones are really important and reasonably easy to yes. get.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's also, you know, kind of, yeah, it's like also having the information in front of you to make sure that, you know, to confirm what you're putting in is the right thing. It's, uh, yeah, there's a lot to it. Right. Um, right. It's kind of like automation is a little complex.
0: Right. We do, I mean. What are you talking about? Yeah, we do our best <laughs> to make it as easy as possible. So we're saying don't worry about 1200 off the bat. Just worry about like these 10. Yeah. And then work out from there.
1: Right. Could be like 80 total. <laughs> you really care about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, as it turns out, also hydraulics can be really difficult. Fluid power. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Lifts yeah,
2: and... Involve some oil, a couple of valves, yeah. a motor or two, yeah, like... a tank full of oil usually. <laughs> easy to spray over everybody and everything if you don't check the e-stop
1: first yeah yeah those those things things. those things yeah yeah we yeah just i mean we sent rada actually out to chicago to help out with some with some with some well what turned out to be what the first the first email was like i can't get the lift to work and then by the fifth or sixth email, it was like, well, none of these 22 things are working quite right. It was like, oh, Jesus. Well, right. And the more,
2: little more context there was like, so that's where we designed the Push Tick Mini for, or sorry, the Spotline yep. Mini for, and the hydraulic, yep. stage Hand hydraulic mm-hmm. for. Yes. Was 2019. Yeah, it was
1: 2019 when we designed yeah. those products. Yeah, yeah.
2: Just about everybody has had a chance to visit that theater for one reason yeah. or another. <laughs>
1: I haven't made it. I'm holding oh, out. Oh, Cody. I'm holding out. Your time is coming.
2: <laughs> I think I think it's uh, you and Mike are the two that haven't got to go at And this I'm point. scheduled to be there
1: in October.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Cody,
1: it, you're I'm like the hold last holdout, though. Um,
0: <laughs> well, I think at the time, Mike and I happened to be neck deep in a different project is how that all shook out. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I believe you guys were in Canada at the we time. We were neck deep, but I think we also stuck our feet right into the middle of that project. With a mm-hmm. twenty-five horsepower <laughs> motor sticking in the back of the t- the tundra.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's great. right.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. We destroyed that motor.
2: Well, we didn't destroy it. They just yeah, didn't I mean, build it, it right. And then you guys melted, had to pick one yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think there's yes. an Instagram photo of me with that gold motor standing in the back of the truck. Like,
1: hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because that was impressive. Because that's uh, that was a it's a four four hundred volt motor that was just killing the generator. It was pulling way too much yeah. current mm-hmm. at four hundred. So Let's say
1: shorted and
2: killing the generator. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs>
0: yeah, it wasn't a chain hoist, was it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not today. And I think well, and so then a couple other things too. You know, um, I think kind of going along with all of the tech support shenanigans that have just happened. The, um, you know, firmware on the stage hands kind of makes a big difference. Um, yeah, it matters. Yeah. I'd agree with that. <laughs> <statement>. Yeah, <laughs> it matters. I'd agree. That's a big one. A bit.
2: Um, that's a big one.
1: Yeah. If you're, you know, if you've updated a spike Mark five and you're running, you're running old firmware on stage hands, it, it's
2: anything other than, you know, the hundreds yeah. version of the you're number.
1: That's eh, not going to yeah, work. Yeah. Well. If it works at all, yeah. it's going to be um, unreliable.
2: It's really only designed to work well enough so you can update right. the firmware. <laughs> and because that's, that's supposed to be your indication, <laughs> right? You're running spike mark five and it's like, oh, you're on version, you know, 48, yeah. 49 like that's the wrong number you're supposed to be on 300 something 400 something
1: doesn't go doesn't go so great so um you know pro tip if you're having challenges running things from spike mark but you can jog straight up from the face of the stage and check the firmware because i bet you're yeah you're out of date let's see oh yeah and then and then also and if you drop it right from the last two weeks, it seems like just another <laughs> pro tip dropping your stage hands on the floor probably means you're gonna break them. Just to, you know, put it out there. In case in case you were worried, I don't know how we get them out there. I don't know how you treat your laptops or your desktop PCs, but like dropping them on the floor, trouble.
2: Oh, I mean Cody, right? You just you just updated your computer, right? You throw it on the ground all the time. That's true, right?
0: That's true. Yeah. I had to do one. That
2: 3080, 3090,
0: just thirty eighty Ti,
2: hard, as hard as you can yeah, into the you ground. you got to do
0: that nice little slap on the tap, like the side of the desk, just to you know, like get the dust dust out. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's very fragile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We found, I think Rada on the same on the same gig. He found two two cards, two stagehands that had the rabbits that were just not plugged in anymore. Um, the back of the stage, it was like well i bet they got dropped and then a third one that just didn't fucking work at all i don't know if we actually got that one on the bench yet but the brokenest one yeah the most the most of the one? broken yeah
2: <laughs> I, th- I think we did uh, and i think we okay. figured that out it was one of the components got oh, uh busted oh yeah
1: out. right it was like and we had to desolder like five or six things to get to the one that didn't yeah yeah, yeah.
2: But luckily, it wasn't one of the ones that you cannot buy. Shoot. Thank goodness. We lucked out on that one.
1: Yeah, and also, like, this fall, I mean, just so short of, like, the challenges in the last couple weeks, we're pretty booked up for this fall for some on-site time. Well, we got folks doing some training, going out to do some motor training.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: And, like, most of the shop is doing that. And um, (laughs) and in this... Uh Like, that same week, I think, Cody, you're on vacation. I have to be home. There's, like, it's Christian, it's going to be you and Gareth and Bobby and, like, some tumbleweeds.
2: Yeah, it's going to (laughs) be very... It's going to feel like COVID times here (laughs) in the shop when it's just, like, the three of us.
0: Yeah. For a couple days. If you're not at the chain motor classes,
1: then you're probably on site. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, but then I mean, beyond that, we've got like we've got like an eight chain motor rental going to the Kennedy Center in October, and um, and oh, yeah, and cool. I I'm
0: also on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that on the calendar. Did you plan
1: that on purpose, hey,
0: Cody?
2: You're like, oh, Kennedy Center, not gonna. I be do here. not
0: make the F1 calendar. I just buy the
1: tickets. <laughs> 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 so. And so we got we got we've several we've several gigs this, this fall which seems like you know which is pretty awesome um on rental side you know I mean I think we're going to be you know out and about and pretty busy um and then we got like two we got three training seminars across over across the country this fall planned. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: That's been your big push, right? I, I remember from a couple yeah. podcasts ago, you were like, yeah.
1: training, training, training.
2: Hit me up to do training, some training. Training,
1: training, training. Has we'll it paid be, off? Are you I, doing some training? I mean, I don't know. Time will tell. But, you know, so far, it seems like maybe we got a few that are in the hopper for this fall. So... Who you got? Who you got? Um, You know, uh, unnamed folk and another unnamed people and some... Um, Can you give Regent? Okay, and another, oh, no, Yeah. So... Um, but we, you know, I think it's pretty great that we're doing, that we got some of this rolling ahead. Um, and you know, for anybody who's still listening out there, you know, drop a, drop an email to me at training at creativeconnors.com and we can, you know, make some, we can try and get something on the schedule. And then I think the last bit is that I like in the last two weeks, I have pushed pretty hard to get almost all of our manuals transferred over to our super fucking cool doc site. The docs.creativecondors.com. That's awesome. Um That's awesome. So, you know, and I mean, Gareth actually did, he did a couple he did a new stagehand manuals. He got those up and mm-hmm. running and that actually was kind of the catalyst for me to like, oh, I should do the rest of these. I should get the rest mm-hmm. of these things moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: and um but you you now have most of yeah, them right like 90 95 percent of them
1: are up there between stage hands and machines and spike mark it's pretty great i'm pretty stoked that yeah that's awesome it, it's, uh, it's the new format
0: awesome. is hot and the uh, like getting some of the products that have Needed some love on some of their older manuals is is great, and now some of the ones yeah. are just you know the new products that hadn't quite got there. Like you guys have been banging through those. Like it's yeah, it's a happy world in documentation land at the moment.
1: It it's feeling pretty good because it was it was a little it was a little little like down and out trying to like keep you know keep people mm-hmm. moving, keep myself moving on you know on getting stuff done and, mm-hmm. and updated, but. Yeah, but it's pretty badass. So if you haven't checked it out.
2: I think the most exciting thing we have to announce, and I don't know that it's exciting to anyone else, but the most exciting thing we have to announce is the fact that OTS, which is our <laughs> internal um, inventory management MRP, ERP software, that you know during the COVID times, we fully developed into a sellable product is now available on the QuickBooks app store so you can go to QuickBooks go to their app store and you can type in inventory and ots off the shelf now shows up and you can install it right from there
1: it is pretty exciting it's super badass i mean ots is awesome like all of the updates that have been yeah i mean that you and Gareth have made or uh, Gareth and you have made over the last like two years has been I mean it's just like leaps and bounds of coolness.
2: And for those who might not know, OTS is our internal software that um, a number of years ago Gareth was using spreadsheets in Excel to track bombs for products and like what does he have to purchase to be able to make right. a thing? And so out of that he developed this software off the shelf that does all of that automatically. And in the 2020 pandemic times, we were like, this is a great software. other people are going right. to want it. This is a sellable product. And so we did the work to adjust a couple of things to make it multi-tenant, meaning anybody else could join and you can't see each other's stuff, um, which is kind of a (laughs) big one. Uh, And we did all that work. And then a quick 18 months later, we went through all the QuickBooks approvals, and we are now officially listed on the QuickBooks App Store because we integrate with QuickBooks is
0: kind of the thrust of that. but Yeah, like originally it didn't integrate with QuickBooks at all. And then it was like, oh, we should like real quick make that work. And then like that actually looked pretty straightforward.
2: And we did real quick make that work. It was, I had that working in a couple of days, like two days. I had the QuickBooks integration working. It was an 18 month approval process that we had to go through where it wasn't, none of the steps were difficult to get through. It just, it was just a lot of time and it's all free and it's great and we both benefit quickbooks and us both benefit from the process it's just it we didn't we weren't expecting it to take that yeah. long but we finally finished the last approval and we are now officially listed on the quickbooks
0: app store yeah yeah it's pretty exciting i mean and like uh, i mean i almost immediately started seeing like to the credit of like it being beneficial right like we immediately started seeing like more requests of like questions and downloads yeah. and stuff of like oh well, if i was really going to use this what would it be like you know because we have like yeah a short user list up until now uh, <laughs> so
2: right and then you know just being on the app store for a couple of days like, oh what's like, that oh and now there's a bunch more mm-hmm. yeah starting to the uh, starting to be right. fruitful so that's
0: and Great. I mean I think also kinda cool on it too is like that finally getting through to the QuickBooks store like mm-hmm. kind of put the fire back in the belly of like, oh let's let's, let's make, make this, this better. better. And yeah. so like even like from a purely like a yeah, I haven't worked on self- yeah, point like, where it's like I haven't worked on OTS yeah, in years. Absolutely but like I get to put in the <laughs> requests for features and stuff like that. And uh it's like
2: and right. we make the time right. for it. It's, yeah, absolutely. So
0: like, parts have gotten, well, I guess products got a lot better and that's really cool. Products. And then, like, yeah, you know,
2: parts are currently being developed right. again too. So yeah.
0: it, it's pretty, pretty great for uh, internal management of uh, parts and things like, especially as I was like developing the line, you know, the last time I yeah. had done a full from yeah. like ground up sort of part production had been, uh, you know, several OTS updates ago. It was like, Mentioned offhandedly, like, uh, oh, it'd be great if you know this modal for part creation <laughs> yeah. had an extra couple fields. And Gareth was like, oh, I'm doing that tonight, anyways. Great, and like just added it, and it made my life so much easier as I was making so bombs. much better. Like, oh. yeah, <laughs> you know. So.
2: And I think a lot of that has also just been uh, a product of the fact that we just hired a bunch of right. people. Um, so now Gareth has been able to focus some time back on OTS to do some of that development. Right. Because we hired another, uh, uh, we hired Lucas, another mechanical right. uh, assembler. We hired Kate, another electrical assembler. Rehired And Kate. then we hired yeah. Bo. Rehired Kate. Yep. Into the uh, electrical assembler role. And then we had just hired Bo um, last month, this month. I don't know he hasn't been here that long uh, as another mechanical assembler and which is a lot which has freed up some time for Gareth to be able to start developing on OTS again which has been well as Cody was saying it's like just these little improvements that have been game changers
0: and I mean credit to our 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 new uh (laughs) compatriots like also they just have like Pretty much rocked it too i'm like getting up to speed yeah. and like like gareth and i were chatting about it because we like also him and i have talked more about like new products and other stuff and we're like kind of digging into other like random stuff kind of mm-hmm. but, like back towards days when things were a little like less hectic and we're like oh yeah i guess it's probably because you know you know we've brought some new folks into the fold and like you know it's a it's a little steep up front to like get everyone on board and going but like dramatically less steep than it's felt in the past and like you know from lucas and Bo and kate and stuff and you know some of our interns like that we had over the summer it was just like oh this is like we finally have enough people in head positions that they're handling some of that onboarding and also like we've got a little bit more internal of our shit together of like you know here's where yeah. you're going for that information and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's cool times at the moment, uh, at the creative Connors headquarters.
2: Yeah. And for, uh, off the shelf. Well, and also even backing up a little bit too, is even hiring Bobby, mm-hmm. who is our, um, uh, purchasing agent, purchasing, receiving, shipping, uh, some might say logistics, uh, <laughs> agent. And, you know, just him using it, coming in blind to it has had a, has had some uh, good insights right. that we've been acting on really makes you uh, excited i say you but more us <laughs> really makes us makes excited one. Makes to one uh, work on excited. the product <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and uh, keep keep improving it
0: looking at our list here mike you've been up you haven't been uh with me over in new york city you've been at the shop for for two weeks how's uh how's your time up at the shop been
1: hell yeah it was great it was excellent i don't know christian how it was to have me you know being loud and annoying in the office but i was there for two weeks i mean i don't know i just put my <laughs> headphones on and hear anything, so. perfect yeah it was it was good it was um you know, I had made some plans to try and get up to the shop a little over the summer and it just sort of worked out that could be Mm -hmm. up there for two weeks. So that was awesome. Um, It was, I mean, as we talked about a little bit ago, it was, it turned out to be a lot more working on documentation than I had originally intended. Um, But, you know, but just getting it done and being sitting in the shop and being able to bust through, you know, all the pieces was, was super awesome. Um, and, um, you know, and like, you know, oftentimes when tech support comes in and I answer the phone, I end up having to call or ping somebody to help me out with some problem. And, you know, so it was great to also be there for, you know, two weeks of, of like, Hey, there's an Mm -hmm. actual tech support problem right here. Why don't we try and fix it? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, from like customer support stories to smelling burning plastic to hearing terrible noises, that uh, one was awesome. <laughs> we should back
2: up. We should back up. We should back up because that's
1: just a
0: great story. Yeah. And
2: we should <laughs> say now. We should. We should tell them about. This I, one. I got a ping about so, this one
0: that just like an so, FYI, uh, which I love yeah. getting
2: <laughs> for. For for our big customer out in California, who we did the big controls retrofit for, who has a lot of our uh, controls and a lot of our machines, and uh, one of the big ones being chain motors. Uh, They have two-ton chain motors, variable speed chain motors, which are super cool. Are these the two-ton
0: single reefs that they sent?
2: Two yeah. ton single reefs, which, what are the speed on those? Does uh, anybody it's like six inches a
1: second or something.
0: It's, yeah, I think that's okay. s- yeah. slow, um, but great for them. Stately. It's stately. Yeah. <laughs> it's precise. Yes. We don't focus on the it's, speed, we focus on the
1: precision. It's ex- for them. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah, totally yeah. acceptable yeah. for two tons.
0: Yes.
2: So our stately two tons. <laughs> um, we had one of them back because they were having some problems with uh, encoding on being the big one. Um, and then through a bunch of, you know, testing and diagnosing part, and all those part steps, swapping you know,
0: and replacement. And- part
2: swapping. We got the machine, the chain motor, back up and running. And we were like, yes, this is pretty good. But we want to be certain it's pretty good. So we're going to stress test it <laughs> for... <laughs> I don't know, all day? No, it wasn't right. all day. It's
0: an a, extended cycle test, it, right? Yeah. I mean essentially it was our regular cycle, but with like a little extra.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: it was a little more than it, a little extra. It was like half the day.
1: It was after lunch.
2: Yeah, <laughs> half the day. It was it was half the day. The test was and half Friday. the day. Our our normal <laughs> our normal test is, you know, like an hour. Oh, I thought the I thought the rate we like, was we're like
0: gonna, two. But yeah, okay. Yes. no, it's It's an hour. It's It's an hour. a regular test.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. half the day. We were we were stress testing. So we probably like went in and like added in some extra rests
0: and some pauses, though, right?
2: No, (laughs) we wanted it to suffer, and suffer it did. So the pro that it was in, uh, so the pro that was running it rather, um, was in a plastic case.
0: Yeah. Yeah, rotomold
1: case.
0: Yeah. I think they've got like we have like eight U Rotomold ones that they kind of sit in.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't we don't have a lot of them. And it's usually like showstopper kit stuff. Yeah, normally not a pro we um, put in there. Well, we had a pro. Well we, we had a pro
0: it. and we had a rotomold case. <laughs> not to bear. Well, we lead. still have
2: the pro. <laughs> and we still have the rotomold case. There's just and a we little more a ventilation. But anyway, they're all jumping to conclusions. They're ruining my story. But so Lucas, one of our newest uh, hires, was you know doing the tests. And uh, I don't know. Mike, you were here for it. So maybe you're the I better was, to uh, take the story on at this point. I, but well,
1: yeah. So I mean, Rada and I were actually at, next to adjacent to the testing as we were trying to find <laughs> another. We were working on a tech support challenge at the moment. And I like turned away to walk back to the office. I was like, hey, man, it smells like burning plastic in here. <laughs> and Lucas, <laughs> Lucas was like, oh, yeah, it kind of does. And then Zep was like, yeah, I smell it too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I stuck my head over by the stage hand and like, oh, hey, fellas, uh-huh. I think it's in here. And shortly after that. And we're like, well, okay, we're gonna stop the chain motor. We're gonna stop it moving. And then Zep was like, "Oh shit! Look at this <laughs> the side of the... Ro-
2: and there's just this giant hole in the side of the case,
1: <laughs> yeah. not the stagehand in the side of the rotomold case." Yeah. Yeah, and for those playing along at home and wondering why the fuck there was a giant <laughs> hole in the side of the plastic run mold case, it was because it was touching the side mm-hmm, of the stage mm-hmm. hand where the brake resistor is mounted mm-hmm. inside the stage hand.
2: And and that gets pretty hot. Oh, it gets um, very hot. In case you were wondering, <laughs> it gets it gets above two hundred Celsius, which fun fact, at 200 Celsius melts electrical
0: tape. Yeah. It, it melts rotomold um, cases. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's so funny. I mean, because like a fair a fair few of us were there for when we got all the hoists in. We did the first round of testing over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it was in even fifteen. I don't know which which one of the base. Yeah, yeah. it was a year uh, to fifteen.
1: Yeah.
0: And. Uh, I mean, we ran into the same exact thing. We had like the case, you know, the lid peeled off and we had like fans pointing at it. Then we ended up got like fans. We were like switching stage hands because we were like, it is not the... It was just on the cusp of like, like, we think we're good on the duty. You know, we knew we were good on what, what the supposed duty cycle was, but like at some point we're like just working the shit out of these components. Like when we're doing this testing, well, that's an excitement, exciting story uh, from Mike's time. Yeah. It was a lot of I fun. about huh? that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the first time I've smelled burning things in the shop, but I think it's the first time that I wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
2: other than the uh, the melting of things, you had a pretty good uh, visit up here. Yeah,
1: and you're back in New York now, right? I am back in New York. Yeah, we. Drove home today, and I came over to the office to do the podcast.
2: Oh, I didn't realize you were driving home today.
1: Yeah, I spent my morning doing tech support. You've had a long day. It's been a bit of a long day. It's,
2: (laughs) It's not early in the night.
1: No, no, it isn't.
0: But now that you're back in New York, that means I can go up to the shop. Sure. They said... They like they requested. They said just one of you New York folks at a time. Just please, <laughs> if you can, if you can help it, every time you guys come <laughs> up here, you just—it's too much of a ruckus. We say, yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, so, there's only one desk too. <laughs> we don't want to get in a fight.
2: That's true. No, no. There's two now. There's two now. All the interns <laughs> oh. left. All our interns are gone. We're back oh, to good, two. Good. 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 Good.
1: Good. Good. Good.
2: <laughs> the, that just means the one of you has to be by me now so you get oh, half God's a desk I've annexed that, about half of the a, desk there's but...
1: like a there's a spot line in the way now and like a box of science spot- <laughs> <laughs>
2: and some cable track with a bunch of wires running back and forth between my desks yeah it's my the
0: desks the way <laughs> that you described that really you let <laughs> you
2: let it slip there that it's really your desk nice <laughs> it's my auxiliary desk nice but I mean other than those kinds of things I think the most exciting thing is uh is is Mike you're getting a new camera I am
1: I'm still threatening it but it's true I think I have my eyeball on the Fuji XT4 Yes nice. and and uh and I'm going to get a I think I'm going to go with the Tamron 18 to 300
2: Oh that'll be a good one. It,
1: it all seems like for all of the What's things, stop on that. Uh, three
0: point five
1: to five. Mm. Okay, something like that. I don't know. I might be wrong about the upper, but I think the three point five is <laughs> correct. That sounds about right. Um, right. you know, out of all of the things, like the, I think, the, XS ten, I think is the thing that is the camera that I would that I think is probably the right one. Um, mm-hmm. but i can't get them like they're just completely fucking out of stock everywhere yeah they just t- yeah. nobody's even taken an yeah. order nobody's <laughs> even taken a back order yeah um and i think my patience has run out so i'm going to
2: mm.
1: i'm going to buy the the XT4 i
2: mean it's a it's a, nice, it's a camera. nice camera it has some great images that you can get
1: out of yeah. it yeah i mean it's not a full frame i can hear your judgment but it's also not as expensive.
0: I got no qualms about the ASPC, like uh, partnered with the partnered with a good lens. Like I don't, I, yeah, I mean, that's just, you just gotta, yeah. With enough megapixel on the crop sensor. I mean, which I think the X-T4 has like, as long as you, you know, you got some, yeah, some, some good glass. And then, I mean, I think it's totally serviceable. I mean, I think that's a, that's a great camera.
2: It's really about the glass Mm. at that point. Like any camera, any modern camera you're going to buy is going to be great. It's really about the glass you're going to put on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I also like, I mean that that is important. Any of the Fuji, any of the Fuji lenses are just awesome. And I've got a good, I've got a mm. decent like the eighteen to fifty five kit currently. Yeah, the two point eight or something like that. Um, and
2: and I guess also too with the Fujis. Not to cut you off there, but they have some great uh, film simulations. Oh so the 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 look coming right out of the mm. camera is...
1: Bonkers. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. And the and yeah. X-T4 has got like, it's like five stops of image stabilization in body. Which is also yeah.
0: fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Also, I just, I mean, the thing about the X-T4 is like that it's just like it... Like slam dunk nails, the like thing that I liked about my uh Sony, which is like it's got like a really classic feel, like it's got a really cool look and like the the yeah. button positioning is really nice like on the XT4. Like it's the like when I hold it when I hold and... it, it's kind yeah. of that camera that I want. You know? Like I think it's yeah it's got like it was on the short list for me. Like like when I was thinking about doing the when I wasn't so gung ho about uh, full frame, I was like, oh well, if I wasn't gonna go, <laughs> if I was gonna go crop sensor, like it was on the short list for sure, because like it's just like when you hold it and you feel it, you're like, oh, this is a nice camera, <laughs> like
2: it's it's very yeah, premium, it feels feeling <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked that I have finally like accepted that that is the one I'm gonna get as opposed to waffling. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i yeah, i know that well yeah <laughs> yeah so
1: <laughs> i actually found i actually found a shop in providence that's got one in stock oh yeah. i hear yeah. you're in new york now. nice i know i'm in new york <laughs> i guess you're just gonna have to come back up <laughs> yeah yes i'm i'm gonna make my i'm gonna make a stop on thursday on my way north further north oh. but, yes very nice yes. Nice. Very nice so nice That's my plan. Unless they'll ship it to me overnight. We'll see how it goes.
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. It it, it has to be next day or it's fucking bullshit.
1: Well, I'm going to just be gone and then I'm going to not be able to get it delivered or whatever. It's like too many problems.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) speaking of waffling indecision and it must be overnight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah cody tell
2: us more tell us more
0: i will say i have been progressively upgrading my computer for the past like i don't know six months or so i've
2: been that's true we've been talking about graphics cards for i don't know yeah two years I mean, now
0: from the day the 30 series graphics cards from nvidia came out i started googling and ogling mm-hmm. the at the time the the price was insane uh yeah and yeah like,
2: you also couldn't
0: buy oh, it if yeah, you know. I was to. on all the lists. Like, I was like, I signed up for like those graphics card drops. Like, one would sign up for Yeezy Boosts when they were announced. Like, it was, I was, a, it, it, you couldn't get them. Uh, if anyone, if anyone likes shoes, yeah. that's a good reference for that. Uh, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did eventually update my like motherboard and, cpu because like so many of the things we work on are also cpu intensive and i was just like yeah yep the hold out there was like oh yeah but i'll keep you know i'm not i'm just doing the cpu but since the cpu needs a new motherboard i'll also do the motherboard so then it was like okay i'll do cpu and motherboard well yep. the actually bones. the cpu needs a specific you know Layout mm. for the cooler. So I got a new cooler and the motherboard and the CPU. Oh, so like, those are the three things I updated. Eight. Those are the three things. And I
2: went for. Oh, right. Because it didn't have the right. It uh, didn't have. There was the whole thing about that. Yeah. The, it uh, didn't have
0: the right adapter, uh, supposedly, adapter. and I of order. Yeah. Or whatever.
2: And then it came with
0: it, but it didn't show yeah, up. That whole yeah. shit yeah. again. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, I even picked DDR4 because I was like, well, DDR5 is really fucking expensive right now for the RAM. So I'll just keep the RAM. So I'll keep as much as I can be the same just to keep it the same. So I can just Mm -hmm. upgrade specifically. Mm -hmm. And then all the prices came down on graphics cards shortly after I had upgraded the CPU. And I was like, everything else. Okay, (laughs) well, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? So then I finally (laughs) pulled the trigger on a 3080 TI uh, nice. Yeah, so I got an EVGA, but, FT3, FTW3, whatever.
2: But the big question, could you just throw that uh, that brand new graphics card right into uh, your system? Did that just work?
0: You know the answer to that question. <laughs> the answer is absolutely not.
3: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> it turns out that my power supply that I had bought when i had my freshly christened 1080 graphics card that i put (laughs) in this computer didn't have enough outputs to power like Mm, i had enough wattage and i had enough
2: that's unfortunate like
0: i have enough wattage to run it but i literally didn't have enough pcie Mm. the connector slots to power this there's yeah. three input power slots on the fucking card because it's <laughs> like, I literally went from like one on my 1080 and then it's like, Hey, motherfucker, uh-huh. you need three. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs>
2: um, so a new power supply was in order. So
0: then I got a new power. Su- well, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, Tell me the thing. I thought that might be a problem. And so then I was like, okay, uh-huh. let me double check what I've got going on. In the computer mm-hmm. so i cracked the back mm-hmm. open and the power supply is buried at the bottom of the fucking pc and i looked at the specs of course and i was like i think i have enough Like, because i think i got this extra one over here like
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know i've got the two that it thinks should be for graphics cards and then i've got this one you know these two that can do like right. aux which like one was going to the motherboard and one i forget where the fuck it was going Just yeah and i was like oh sweet that's yeah. awesome and then so i like but I knew I didn't have enough cables. So I like Amazon primed next day, another set of PCIe cables uh-huh. for yeah. it. And I was like, okay, well I've got the fucking cables. I got the thing. So I cracked the thing open again and I start tearing it down and I start, I pull the power supply out and I go, Oh shit. No, I totally don't have enough PCIe outputs. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> so I like, I don't know. I think that was like, a thursday night or something like that i had to work the next day so i had to like put my computer back together to like <laughs> work on it the next with day. the old with parts. the old parts yeah for like the second time <laughs> uh and then oh it was thursday because that was my birthday and gareth uh very very kindly uh sent me a gift card for my birthday and uh i was like that's power supply money right there baby (laughs) so i just like (laughs) ripcorded like didn't even think for a second about it i was just like all right well i'm gonna next day getting a new one
2: what'd you end up with
0: for power supply uh i went for the corsair um -hmm. oh god what is it the rm 750 x um Okay. Has the mm-hmm. like better fans, quiet fans? It'll do zero spin yep. uh, input on yep. the because I hate a fucking quiet. I hate a loud computer. So yeah. So I did that. Yep. It came with a full cable set and everything, and then which is great. Full modular. Yeah. Full right? modular. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yes. So then, finally, after all of that, uh, oh, also somewhere in the between of me ordering the graphics card and then whatever I. Oh, no, I ordered it when I got it. I also ordered an NVMe uh, SSD. Um, (laughs) For the boot drive? For my boot drive, yeah. But I've got, (laughs) I mean, we're still halfway in, because at this moment, I'm still booting to my old SSD. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, like, I have a two terabyte, like, (sighs) new hotness NVMe that's, Totally detectable in BIOS and stuff. But I just, I generally, like, I think what I want to do is do a wipe. So Um, what I need to do is just, like, pull my, like, you know, documents, pictures, like, whatever, all the things that I actually give a shit about, stick them elsewhere, and then, like, just wipe it Mm -hmm. and, like, do a fresh boot. Because, like, yeah, at this point, it's, like, I, I ran into some woes with graphics failing after I had switched just the graphics card. And I had to mm-hmm. do like mm-hmm. a full wipe of drivers again and like try to get it back and like do all the things to make it. And I'm just yeah. like at this point, I'm like, well, OK, well, I've changed. As much as I in the everything, about keeping it the same, the only things that are the same uh-huh. now at this point is the fucking case and the ramp. <laughs> and so (laughs) i'm like okay i think this is like i have (laughs) 75 to 80 percent of a whole computer sitting on a shelf in my closet i'm like wait why did i do this Uh. i could have spent an extra 100 bucks (laughs) on a case and just like right (laughs) built new started fresh yeah but the new cpu and the graphics card work fantastic like it's it's pretty crazy like it's pretty awesome like between work stuff of like running fusion and like Mm -hmm. like running renders on it and doing like just watching CPU and like the way it fills that out and all that stuff is like super sweet. And then like also like orbiting models and things, which is graphics intensive, like there's no tearing, there's no delay, like Mm -hmm. even large scale models. It just renders the orbits really smoothly. That's Uh, great. And then for like the things I do in my personal life of like gaming and stuff, like it's I don't know. Mm -hmm it's it's also quite good though i haven't bought a new game that's like really graphics heavy
3: mm, so i'm mm-hmm.
0: like i like i don't know
2: haven't been able to put it to its uh full no like
0: I, I i just like refreshed, wiped it and then i like loaded world of warcraft which is like the oldest game of all. <laughs> oh. It's like it's like how the graphics are like still shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not really the graphics yeah, card's fault so at that point. I think I'm gonna buy Elden Ring yeah. and really test it. But yeah. Nice. So yeah.
2: Cause you've also been talking about graphics cards specifically
0: for, I don't know, over a year now? F- yeah, for sure. Yeah, for for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. I, I mean, the computer that I have now is finally one that I've like been like just oogling and ogling for quite some time. Like, it finally hit yeah. that point of like, oh, prices came down enough and my like need for some like upgrades finally like perfectly aligned of like. Yeah. And I was whatever. It was my birthday last week and I was like, I'm buying myself a present. <laughs> I'm turning 30, 30 series <laughs> right. graphics cards for 30 like <laughs> Everything aligned. Yeah. All the lines yeah. aligned, except for from power supply to graphics card that had a slight adjustment. Well,
2: <laughs> well, details, details. details.
0: Anywho, I think I think that's I think that's just about it for this week, huh?
2: I think it is. We we had we turned out turns out we had a lot to say.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm shocked. We were, we were shocked. A bit worried. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hopefully, the tangents were enjoyed. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time.